Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time. This is Increase the Reality with Shane Jones. What is up, inquirers, and welcome to the expanse of deep, open minded conversation. I'm the one they call Shane, and in today's discussion, we cross the bridge between the physical and the spiritual, connecting our world through biofields and across the ancestral river to try to better understand the energy connections we all emit. But before we get into that, of course, got to run through the front of house. So if you're not following the show on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, or Discord, highly recommend that you do. Uh, it's starting to pop off even more on the Discord. So I'm definitely pushing that more so than anything. If you're going to follow any of the pages, make sure you guys join the Discord because uh, it's getting to a point where there's regular communication going back and forth between everybody. And we're finally getting to the point where we're starting to form a community. So if that sounds like something you want to be on the ground floor of, definitely go and check it out. Even if you pop in, see what it's all about. Uh, you know, If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the group, I would absolutely love to hear them. But again, the only way I'm going to do that is if you guys connect with me and we make all this work. But uh, if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, or if you're interested in having me as a guest on your show, or if you're interested in sponsoring the show in some way, shape, or form, uh, you guys can get a hold of me through email, which is increaseofourrealitypodcast.outlook.com. Or you guys can get a hold of me on social media. Instagram is the one that I'm the most active on, but you guys can definitely shoot me a message on Facebook or Discord also. Uh, or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form, and uh, that will go directly to my email. Make sure you guys always check your spammer junk folders. Make sure nothing gets missed because I do respond to every single message that I get from all of you wonderful listeners out there. And if anybody wants to report an encounter, no matter how big or small it is, whether it's paranormal, extraterrestrial, uh, cryptid related, weird phenomenon related, time slip related, anything, anything at all that's weird, you guys can report your encounters to OMM encounter reports at outlook.com or you guys can go to the link tree fill the submission form i believe it's the third tab down that says report and encounter and uh, depending on what you want to do with it we can have some back and forth uh, either one i can read on the show give you a shout out or i can leave your name out of it completely or if you're somewhere relatively close to me uh, maybe i can get out and investigate it or research it or
or if you just want somebody to talk about with and you don't want it shared with anybody, it can definitely stay between us two. And I'm here to talk about it with you guys as much as you guys want to. And uh, if you guys enjoy this show, highly recommend going and checking out my other show, Bizarre Encounters, that I do with my awesome co-host, Oren. Over there, it's a little bit of a different format than this show. We definitely cover the same uh, types of topics, but uh, rather than it being a guest-related show, which we do have guests on the show here and there, but primarily it's Oren and my research into a bunch of different weird topics, obviously pertaining to uh, cryptids, paranormal, UFOs, extraterrestrials, interdimensional beings, weird phenomenon, all that fun stuff. Uh, We get a little bit off the rails on it sometimes. Some episodes are a little bit more serious, so If you guys want a good mix of all of that, uh, definitely recommend going and checking out Bizarre Encounters. And uh, while you guys are checking that out, uh, we are in the process also of dropping our Patreon exclusive show, which will be Bizarre Inquiries. And the whole premise of that show is that we want to be able to discuss what if type of scenarios. So if anybody has some what if scenarios they would like to pass forward to us, uh, definitely recommend getting a hold of me. It can be things such as uh, what if Mothman fought Sasquatch, or what if uh, an alien invasion happened tomorrow, or what if uh, we realized that there was a Stargate inside of one of the pyramids that anybody could go through, Um, any of that kind of stuff. If you guys have any ideas that you guys would like us to discuss, uh, shoot me a message, let me know what it might be. I want to make sure we have a little database of that. And of course, if we discuss your question, we'll give you a big shout out in the show. And uh, that will, like I said, be a Patreon exclusive, but I'll probably still drop some clips onto YouTube and TikTok. Uh, But as far as the first couple episodes, it will be dropped on the normal feed for Inquiries of Our Reality and for Bizarre Encounters, so you guys can get a little bit of a feel as far as what we're doing over there. Uh, And if you guys want to keep tabs on everything that I do all in one place, make sure you guys follow Open Minds Media across social media. And uh, some of my pages, such as the YouTube, uh, the Discord, and the TikTok, are all just under Open Minds Media. Makes it a little bit easier for me because everything's all in one place. But other than that, the actual social media pages are, of course, all divided between the different shows and of course, I have the Open Minds Media page. Uh, and if you guys want to support the show, a couple different ways to do so. Uh, number one, of course, that I am trying to build up as much as possible to make it so that I can hopefully do this uh, full-time one day, be able to possibly drop uh, episodes for you guys daily, drop some daily video content for you guys, uh, make it so that I can live my dream and do exactly what I would like to be doing with life. Uh, again, go and join the Patreon. Uh, you get things over there such as early access to the show, ad-free episodes of the show, lives of the show, live replays of the show, uh, exclusive merch store discounts, uh, exclusive giveaways. Uh, there's some different poll options over there too. Uh, and if you guys have any suggestions as far as what you guys would like to see over on the Patreon, uh, I'm more than happy to take suggestions for that. Uh, we are working on some Patreon exclusive shows such as Bizarre Inquiries, like I mentioned, but it's going to be a lot more going on with the Patreon. So again, get on the ground level of that stuff and uh, help me so I can build up the show as much as possible in 2024. And uh, if you guys want to donate to the show directly, make it so that I can get out to more events, uh, get to meet more of you guys firsthand, create new pockets of listeners. Uh, You guys can donate through Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, or Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. And if you guys donate and it doesn't give you some type of option for a personalized message, uh, make sure you leave a personalized message. uh, Make it so that I can give you a shout out in the show. And no matter what it is, uh, more than appreciated. Even if you just want to drop enough in there to get me a coffee to keep me awake while I'm uh, doing some editing, uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. But if you guys can't support the show that way, there are, of course, different ways. Um, You guys can also go and check out the Open Minds Media merch store where you'll find stuff for inquiries of our reality, bizarre encounters, some exclusive uh, cryptid designs. Uh, still, again, trying to expand more over there, but uh, as far as designs and everything goes, uh, if you guys have anything that you'd like to see more, such as more of the cryptid designs, uh, definitely let me know, and I can definitely coordinate that. 
And uh, number four, the main, 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 huge way you guys can support the show too is through leaving reviews or ratings for the show on iTunes or Spotify iTunes or Spotify, which I appreciate more than you guys will ever know because it helps out the algorithm to make it so that more people are able to see the show and the show can continue to keep growing organically. Uh, and speaking of organic growing, another awesome way to help the show out is to uh, share the show through word of mouth. If you think there's anybody that would really enjoy listening to any of the topics we've talked about in the show, uh, even if you just want to get them slightly interested, you guys can go over to the YouTube or the TikTok, send people some clips of the show. Any of that is more than appreciated. And uh, if you guys want to support the show but not have to spend a dollar, that is the most fantastic way you guys could possibly do that. And in turn, like I said, get a shout out in the process for it. Uh, but if you guys aren't able to do any of those things, I more than appreciate you guys just being around listening to the show. Um, and if you are a regular listener to the show, you guys can also go on to uh, Spotify and hit auto download for the show. Um, I believe that it deletes within a couple days anyways, but it'll make it so that even if you don't listen every single episode, uh, it'll count it as a listen for the episode. And again, it'll continue to help the show uh, continue to grow. And uh, while we're talking about continuing to grow, of course, have to support my uh, friends out there in the community. Uh, number one, our new people that we're working with as far as increase our, re our reality and bizarre encounters is I know Squatch. And uh, Hans and Rick over there are dropping a lot of fantastic designs as far as particular to Sasquatch goes. Uh, they have the really cool creeper design where he's peeking out from behind the tree. Uh, they're always dropping some new awesome hats. Uh, if you guys watch any of the videos for anything that I drop, Orn and I are regularly wearing their hat design that says whoop across it with the silhouette of the Sasquatch. Uh, I know that they recently just dropped a new hat that's uh, some plaid print, uh, like the red lumberjack plaid print with their uh, running Sasquatch on the side of it, but they're always dropping some awesome, fantastic gear. So if you guys want to pick up some Sasquatch stuff, all my uh, Squatches out there, highly recommend going and checking out I Know Squatch because why believe when you know Squatch? And uh, past that, if you guys want to pick up any other type of cryptid gear, uh, no matter what it is, be it Wendigos, uh, the Goblins, Jersey Devil, Mothman, any of that, uh, one of the best guys out there on the market as far as all cryptid-related gear goes is Joe over there at Crypto Theology, continuously always dropping fantastic new designs. I know he dropped a good handful of new designs over Christmas, uh, so if you guys want some semi-Christmas-related stuff, uh, I know he has a lot of new stuff over there, and I know that he will be at home because he's on a little bit of a break as far as conventions go, so I'm sure that before you guys know it, there's going to be a lot of new awesome designs getting dropped over there. And uh, past that, of course, too, to all my paranormal investigators out there, highly recommend going and supporting Dimension Devices uh, and picking up yourself one of the Chattergeists, and it is an all-in-one paranormal investigating device. It's my personal favorite that I've used. I have it sitting right here in the drawer next to me, and anytime I go out and I do any type of paranormal investigation, it's the number one first piece of equipment that I'm always going to grab. And if you guys have any questions on that whatsoever, you guys can hit up Barry on Dimension Devices on Instagram. Uh, he's the guy specifically that programs it so we can answer any of your technical questions that you might have on it. And uh, if you guys decide that you guys want to scoop one for yourself, uh, make sure you use our affiliate link. Uh, greatly, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps out the show a lot, of course. And uh, let's, uh, let's get some Chatter Guys sold because those things are fantastic devices and Barry worked really, really hard on them and definitely deserves it. And uh, everything that I mentioned is all available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show, author and biofieldback tuner, Carla Adams. How's it going today? Uh, hi. Hi, Shane. Yeah, it's going great. 
thank you all for listening today. Thanks for uh, making the time to come on to the show. I know we had a little bit of bouncing around as far as the schedule goes, but we're here now and I'm uh, looking forward to this conversation today. Yeah, me too. It'll be fun. So a good spot to start for anybody that might not be familiar with who you are, what you do, uh, what exactly a biofield tuner is. Uh, Why don't you let them know a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do? Okay, will do. Um, I do biofield tuning. It is a energy work modality that uses tuning forks in the human biofield to clear stuck energy that causes our old stories and our um, unhelpful beliefs that we go through life in. And by clearing them, it helps people make changes in their lives and help you feel better mentally and emotionally and physically. And I... um, through not really a choice of my own except to go with what came to me um, I specialize in ancestral clearing and working with our ancestors or our all the many many generations of grandparents and other relatives that have gone on ahead of us into the afterlife and we're made of them right there they our DNA is full of them and so um, their set of mindset and emotional tracks and reaction patterns, um, we inherit those as well as we inherit our eye color and our hair color. And in clearing their stuck energy, it helps them and it helps us and it helps the universe because in the if they don't go to what I call the oneness, um, uh, with which a lot of people might see as heaven or whatever. If they don't go there, then they're in the afterlife, in the realm of nature, I call it, around us, and they're in very low voltage. And um, we can help them, and by increasing their voltage and help them go to the oneness, then it increases the voltage of the universe as well. So it's like a win-win-win. <laughs> <laughs> So essentially it's supposed to help kind of clear yourself out, but at the same time you're helping your ancestors be able to like move on or go towards the light as, as one would also say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I've written a book that tells about um, it parallels what I have learned from the journey that the ancestors seem to go on in the afterlife and have compared that to my own personal journey of inner inner healing and spiritual awakening Um, and and I tell about the things that I've learned that the ancestors need before they can go to the oneness if they don't go there at the point of death. Uh, just out of curiosity, what what like inspired you, inspired you to go towards this line of work and to actually start like writing the book and actually starting to do uh, like the therapy sessions for people? Well, I about I don't know a few years ago. It's not all that long ago, but um, five years ago or something. I kind of we were my husband and I were homesteading off grid. And it was uh, really hard work um, physically, but it became unbearable for me emotionally because I was carrying all this baggage of the past few years of the death of my father and a kind of a traumatic leaving the line of work I had been doing and kind of separation on sorts 
from a, a good connection with my family. And all this stuff, um, along with the physical work and kind of being in the middle of nowhere all by ourselves for a week on end <laughs> was more than I could take, right? And so it, I decided, well, I, I really needed to heal me and um, find out why I was sad all my life and, and all these different patterns, thought patterns and things I'd had. And so we, my husband said, well, um, if you're not happy, I'm not happy. So I'll move anywhere you think you'll be happy. And so um, I decided I started searching the internet, trying to find um, something I could really uh, sink my teeth in, so as to speak, to, to really be passionate about something that could heal me and not just heal me, but heal all the junk I passed on to my children, right? I have two boys that are grown. And so anyway, I came within a month or two of having moved from our homestead, I came across the modality called biofield tuning. It was originated or developed by um, Eileen Day Makuzik. And it, it uses the tuning forks in the, in the human biofield. And she had found a... Um, map, so to speak, of at each chakra or energy center in the body where different emotions in the biofield go. So like your biofield for most most everybody is five to six feet around you in a 360 degree circle and about two to three feet above your head and below your feet. And our energy flows bi-directionally in spirals so it's going every everywhere <laughs> through this toroidal field at the same time and our brain is in our mind our brain is in our body but our mind is in the biofield and it holds the record of all our experiences or i should say the emotions or thought patterns we had during all our experiences in our lives. So the outer edge of the biofield is conception, gestation, and birth. Your ancestors' information is found beyond that in the ancestral field that extends 30 to 35 feet away from the body. So we really are made of our ancestors because that's a connection. It's just a, goes out a little further from our own biofield and holds the record of all our ancestors, the mother's Heritage is on the left, or her ancestors, the father's ancestor information is on the right-hand side. And so all our experiences of our life and their experiences of their life are found in our mind or our, our spirit being around us. So does that expand uh, even farther to kind of get into like the whole concept of the Akashic Record? Uh, that memories are stored even like beyond that? Or is that uh, connecting into something completely different? Because that's a little bit different than, I guess, necessarily emotions. But I mean, it also kind of plays into that too. Uh, I think it's very much the same. I haven't like studied exactly what is meant by Akashic Records, right? But what I have found in exploring the universe through my intention and through... Uh, tuning forks and feeling into the energy around me beyond I have found that beyond the ancestral field is the realm of nature so 
that's what I called it anyway, it, because it contains nature and it contains those in the afterlife that didn't go to the oneness at death. And it contains the, the um, other um, so-called like negative or lower voltage um, uh, entities that you might say, say like uh, people might call fallen angels or dark angels or uh, many other um, energetic energy type entities that um, I come across a lot uh, and a, a lot of your listeners I'm sure um, might s come across those at times and so then there's the realm of nature and beyond the realm of nature I find is what I call the realm of oneness which would be heaven it's another biofield right so there's our biofield and the biofield of our ancestors and the biofield of nature and the biofield of oneness and beyond the biofield of oneness um, what I find is an unending expanse of energy um, that is, is just wonderful and, and someday will exist there too and, in, and in, in many ways what I find say that would tie into the Akashic records with my ancestors um, their information is in my biofield, but it's it's more than that too. It's like because we all exist in the oneness as energy before we come in, are individualized into our own spirit being, and then further individualized into our bodies. Our energy is part of the oneness and is everywhere all the time and so we actually were with our ancestors in their life just like they are actually physically in our life because they're part of us right their energy is part of us so so we can't be separated from anything in the universe right and i think that's kind of what the akashic records speak to just out of curiosity, too, so as far as uh, you said that your ancestors are attached to you, uh, to some extent, even if they pass on to the other side, they still have some type of residual energy that's left with you, and I'm assuming that's probably why people will feel the presence of loved ones, even though they know that they've passed on, or maybe that's the connection that they need in order to be able to like come back to possibly try to communicate with their loved ones that are still alive, too? Um, yes, and I tell you, it's more, it's more than that. What I find uh, that, yes, uh, physiologically, they're part of us. And so they're always with us. But they are their own spirit being as well. I mean, it's not their, it's not exactly them, like in our ancestor field, like in my ancestor field, it's not them. It's th like you said, maybe a residual of or an extension of their energy, whereas um, they are their own separate being. And what I find is once an ancestor goes to the oneness, they are, first of all, always trustworthy, whereas you don't find that <laughs> in the afterlife. And they are full of the love and joy and gratitude of the oneness. And they want to help us. 
and that's part of their life is helping us and they continue their learning just like it's part of our innate uh, or is meant to be I think part of our innate um, mindset to always learn right to want to explore to, to know God to know how the universe works right to know each other mm-hmm. and and they continue their journey in the oneness and what I find when they learn things they can tell us what they learn and um, so I I Yes, and sometimes, though, it's like they're a little too busy to k- learning to come exactly when I call. <laughs> it's like um, maybe they're in the far reaches on the, of the unending expanse of energy. Um, I don't know. But um, sometimes they're present then just their, just their attention sometimes they're present in in energy being too and are are really here and sometimes it's their attention um it it varies um because they continue to be their individual being also and then uh i'm assuming that this also partly plays into like the whole concept that people have of like the paranormal as far as getting to use like evp detectors for example to pick up on uh the fields that are left over um when somebody does pass so it's kind of like you have this energy field it's almost like the consciousness of yourself and then when your vessel passes on that energy field assumably still exists and that's usually what people are picking up is like the paranormal it's kind of working off the same concept Mm -hmm. it's just rather than it being something that's coming off of your vessel it just becomes you once you actually pass away and you don't have the vessel anymore right right and um i would say um uh many of your listeners i think we all have the ability um we have to have the knowledge of that ability and then we have to kind of practice it and some people are more sensitive than others but everybody can do it to one extent or the other is what i believe or i feel is um so that you know you may not need those um mechanical gadgets or the technology uh, they're very very handy and they actually give a like a physical proof almost to people who don't believe it's there right like you go to mind body spirit shows or something and and you can hook up to a machine that shows your aura around you right and and the colors that you have and so there's many ways uh, that technology is awesome but our senses and our intuition are even more awesome. And if we have the intention to use it and practice it and unite with um, the spirit beings of the oneness, say like what you might call the, the angels of light or the, the positive energy around us or even the ancestors helping, uh, we, we are much more powerful than the technology. Oh yeah, I can definitely feel that too. 
And I mean, e- even just as far as like trying to connect it into uh, something that's a little bit less like on the spiritual side for people that may not be uh, more on the spiritual side. Um, I- I've kind of related this a lot of times to like the whole concept of auras. Um, but as far as like flowers go, for example, they give off like the ultraviolet rays and they're different colors at different times so that they attract bees mm-hmm. um, to let them know when they want to be pollinated, things like that. So essentially these uh, these magnetic fields that the, that the human body puts off are the same concept as that. And depending on how you're feeling at the time will vary the color the same way as like the ultraviolet light that flowers give off will signal to bees uh, different things that they need to come and interact with. Um, so, I mean, it seems like it's like, it's very spiritual off kind of concept for a lot of people, but once you kind of connect into the real world concepts and how many different things actually do things that are kind of like this, um, it makes a lot more sense that it would just be almost like a more complicated version that the human body's giving off. Right. And, and that's what drew me a lot to biofield work was not just that I could heal myself and my children, but you know, I'd always been deeply spiritual. And this was like, this is a, um, like a tangible connection that proves the spiritual, right? Sure, if you don't believe it, it's not like, you know, physical, physical, you know, type of thing. But to me, it was the, the physical, physical proof of a spiritual concept, right? And um, I don't know, it, it's, um, it's awesome. You know, our world is so much more than we're, we're ever taught, that we're ever led to believe. And um, yeah, it's just a wonderful universe, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if people need some type of physical proof, I'm sure it's just a matter of time before they invent some type of device that you can like look through and be able to see these. Because I'm, I'm sure that there's something out there that makes it so you can see the ultraviolet rays that flowers give off. Um, I mean, it's just a matter of time before they invent something and actually start furthering into this research that they're actually able to physically show and prove things. And at that point, I mean, if they're able to pick up on auras of people using some type of like glasses type device who knows they might even be able to pick up on uh, like spirits so it might even further the research as far as like the paranormal research goes for example and not make it so much paranormal but something that we understand through energy and through magnetics mm-hmm. yeah that, that sounds great <laughs> i look forward to it so uh, i know that you were mentioning too uh before we started that uh, kind of getting into like the paranormal side of stuff, and I definitely want to bring it all back around full circle and everything. Uh, but you had mentioned that you're able to uh, pick up on spirits. Uh, do you mean that in the sense that you like physically are able to see them or more so that you pick up on these like energy auras that they're giving off? Well, it's different things at different times. Um I don't know where to start. My mouth was moving, but I wasn't saying anything. The um, most of the time, my eyes do not see them as I see you, right, or as I see the walls of my house. But something in my eyes sees their energy because I track them. I know where they are, and and it's like my biofield, my energy picks up on their energy and I can tell if it's um, a male or a female. I can tell if it's a fallen angel and fallen I don't mean like in hell or you know really 
bad, you know, really nasty or anything. I just mean they don't have the mindset of of um, light, the mindset of free choice like we all are meant to have, right? They use coercion and um, control and um, often just like um, the hierarchical leaders of today of our world do, right? And so they have the mindset of man instead of God. So in that way, I consider that fallen. Anyway, so you can, I can tell um, by their vibration, you know, which is male or female, which is um, um, angel, which is um, person. You, I can tell their emotion. And I hear them. It's not like my ears hear them, but it's be, I. It's through their vibration, right? My biofield picks up their vibration. And it, my mind, my biofield, interprets it into words in English that I understand. Say, like, just this morning in a biofield session I was having, um, the friend I was working with, and I, I call all my clients friends because this is really deep, close work, and we get to know each other very well, and we all become friends. <laughs> so the friend I was working with today um, had an ancestor present that um, uh, she's of uh, French heritage, and um, he was from France, and he had died in France. He had he was uh, in a generation far enough back he had never migrated to the United States, and and but anyway, so they have messages for us. Um, before and after they go and so my biofield you know my mind my it interprets it into english that i understand so that i can be the conduit to to give their message just like i'm the conduit so to speak for my clients to be able to help themselves and help their ancestors at the same time. So, in, in, a, in a different word, it's it's pretty much like channeling, essentially. Um, but rather than doing it in the typical way that people would assume that you do it, it's more so in the way of like that sixth sense feeling that people have, where they feel like there's something that's in their presence, but they're not exactly quite sure how to interact with it yet. It's it's like a little bit more in depth version of that, where it's almost like using like a sixth sense in order to like channel, essentially, right? Sure. Yeah, that's how I would see it. I don't consider myself a medium. Uh, a lot of people probably would, and I, I imagine in many ways I do what a medium would do. But to me, I'm not. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just a person who somehow this started happening to. <laughs> because, but it, it's more than that. It's because we're spirit beings, right? So we're not people with a physical body that that also have a, a, a spirit within us or we our body dies and then we become spirit. No, it's like we are spirit. We're made spirit. And for a temporary short while, we're blessed with a physical body that we can use to um, grow and develop and, and learn and share, right? 
just out of curiosity, um, you mentioned that you kind of view things a lot from like the different, uh, from like more of like the biblical view on things. Uh, but do you get into like the whole concept as far as like uh, recycled consciousness? Like, do you think that some of these energy beings, once you leave and you in you go to uh, like a higher dimensional vibration, that there's an opportunity to be able to like come back, or do you think that it's one of those things that if you didn't learn enough lessons? maybe you recycle back or do you just not really get into the reincarnation concept uh, at all as far as like your worldview goes? Right. Well, f first, I, I was raised in a, a Christian home and ha held many of those beliefs almost up until the last 10 years. I should, should say 12, 15 years. It was kind of, it's been a growing process. And although I'm, i because it's been a part, so much a part of me, I know they in, it influences some of my um, thinking, thought processes. And I also know I've, I've found things that sometimes seem to um, give me understanding of, oh, ah, that's what the Bible was trying to convey in this. But I really do not hold many of the Christian beliefs anymore um, because I haven't found I haven't found them to be that way, the way I was taught anyway, right? And the, but um, as far as like uh, you're talking more about um, past lives or again, future lives, right? Reincarnation, things like that. I, I know for me that I've only been here once. This, this is me. And I think... I, I know that myself as well as a, a few other um, um, biofield tuners that I have talked with have not experienced finding past lives or reincarnation type things in the biofield. Um, however, it's kind of my personal feeling um, because I have... I don't think we're sent back if we don't learn what we want. That's like, to me, a hierarchical concept of God. You didn't learn enough. You're not good enough. Go back, right? And that's not, that's not what I consider to be God because God uses no control, no coercion. And I don't use the word God for myself anymore because I – that has so many uh, concepts used in religion that I don't find helpful anymore. But on the reincarnation, I, I think I think we're told, um, kind of giving given concepts of what we'll experience in life, not the details, but I there's some things that we agree to before we come, like a soul contract, essentially. For each person. Kind of, yeah, and I don't think it goes into choosing. I mean, some people say, well, you probably had a conversation and, and you know, you wanted this or you wanted to learn that or you wanted to learn that. Maybe. I haven't found details of that, but I think, I think we're all meant to be here because, no, this goes into my concept. It's like, you know, just like our body is made of all sorts of light particles that are made of cells and made of, it makes up our organs and tissues and everything like that. And then it makes up our body. But because 
there's space between all the particle, light particles, and because that space is spirit, we become a sentient being instead of a bag of bones, right? And just so like that, God or universal spirit is everything that makes up the universe. It's all the parts of the universe, but it's more than the parts because it's a sentient being, right? And he, it, it whatever, the spirit, right, is. is. And so um, I think we're given a chance because we're such an integral part of the universe we have to be all we can be in in listening to our inner spirit and and knowing who we are and and knowing how our connection with the universe and with with god and with each other we're meant to express all those things that our spirit wants to express like you want to have this podcast because you want to help people right you want to explore different concepts you want to be part of um sharing discoveries right and um that's what we're all meant to do and so i think we are told it's going to be hard but you'll get to help (laughs) and do you want to help Right. And we say, sure, we want to help. (laughs) And so we agree to a life of difficulties of many kinds because we know that it'll help us grow until we get to the point where we can know who we are and share what we are meant to share with the world. Right. Some of us take till we're about 60, as it did me. Some of us get to start much younger, as you are, right? But it's a process for all of us, and that's that's how I think. However, I think that there are probably people that want to come back a second time, that they're not sent to come back because they're not good enough or didn't learn enough, but because they want to experience something different or experience something again or want to help in a different way perhaps i don't i don't know how that works i just know that i want to be in the oneness right i want to know that um that love and that joy and that integral connection of and never feel even the remotest thought of separation from it, right? So when I get a chance to be there again, I'm not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) But some people, I think, want to, maybe for various reasons. Maybe they have another uh, way to help that um, uh, maybe they are meant to come back um, to help in different ways. You know, I, I don't know. There's not everything we can understand yet, I think. I mean, as far as that kind of stuff goes, too, I kind of wonder if it's uh, for some people, maybe uh, more so that they like like the physical interaction with this reality, because assumably once you transcend into a higher vibrational uh, realm, you know, those physical sensations aren't necessarily the same. So maybe that is part of like what 
people want when they do recycle back and possibly come back. And uh, as far as like that goes too, you said that uh, you couldn't really pick it up um, using like the biofields. I'm kind of curious if that wouldn't be necessarily something you'd be able to pick up because kind of the way you described it is that you, uh, you know, you collect different pieces of residual energy almost from like your ancestors to bring you to that point. Uh, so assumably with each vessel, um, you know, the biofield would be a bit different, even if it is the same consciousness, it's still a different connection of energies that brought it to that point. And, uh, I don't know, maybe it's not necessarily like, like it's the same consciousness, but it's not built up of the same thing, but it's tuned into this, maybe like the same frequency, so to speak as somebody else who's lived before in the past. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible that it, it's you can't um, tell. Yeah, I just think um, I guess um, part of my viewpoint would go back again to um, my view of God or spirit because um, the spirit is non-hierarchical with no um coercion or force and because there is huge amounts of variety everywhere right then why in the world would there continually be things that are recycled you know to me it it um it's it doesn't it there's like a um, what do you call it, disconnect between the unending expanse of um, creativity and the um, recycling of a personality type of thing. You know, I don't know. That's just my viewpoint. I, I don't know. I mean, even getting into like the whole past life concept, if you're talking about it from more of like an energy perspective, maybe the past lives that people are experiencing aren't actually their past lives, but rather are their ancestors' lives. And if the uh, biofield is created through like emotions and different things like that, um, usually when people do the past life regressions, usually it's kind of like a run through of like the most emotional moments of that life. Like, you know, family passing away, mm -hmm. um, mistakes they've made in that life, like just the stuff that's heavily tied into emotions. So maybe it's just a misunderstanding um, that when people are doing past life regressions, they're thinking that they're actually the one who experienced and went through those things when maybe it was actually one of their ancestors that actually went through those things and there is a residual energy left over to basically try to correct those mistakes in the next life because that's usually the connection that people make is that you know if they were you know somebody that never spent time with family and only cared about money in a past life in this life they care about hanging out their family and the money's unimportant and maybe again that's not so much that they're going back through experiences and trying to correct them, but rather it's a mistake that an ancestor has made that residually gets stuck in your energy field that you want to correct in this lifetime because of the heavy emotional response that was connected from them in that past life or, you know, uh, yes. ancestral life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that's highly likely. Um, I've had experiences um, uh, with some of my ancestors and Say like one of them, um, well, it's happened in more than one, but say one of them, I, I like to do, it's called spiritual hypnosis, but so I do hypnosis sessions um, 
to ask myself when I was in the oneness and to ask of other beings in the oneness questions I want to know about life, right? And so in, in one of them, um, I wanted to meet an ancestor that um, my grandfather, who was in the oneness, wanted me to meet because I was wanting to learn about um, how the moon worked, how the real sky clock works, because I don't think it works now the way it we think it works, or maybe it doesn't work the way it's supposed to work. But, so I wanted to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know, and so, so my grandfather had come to me from the oneness and said, "You need to meet this ancestor of mine that I've met." And so, in my next hypnosis session, I asked for this oneness, and this this ancestor wasn't in the oneness, but his record was in my biofield. So I was kind of taken in vision into great detail of this man's life and uh, he was getting beaten to death and it was like I was getting beaten to death right everything was in color around me and I was screaming because these men with big bats or clubs was were hitting me and and I was just screaming um, because I knew they were trying to kill me and the hypnotherapist says now wait is that you or your grandfather and I thought, well, it's my grandfather. I'm here in his life. And she said, well, try to pull back and, and see if you can experience it by viewing it instead of being in it, right? And so I was able to do that. And But it was a great detail of his life. And he took me in a vision on his deathbed to and where he had... Um, he had wanted to know how the moon and stars work, and he had um, had information that he had hid in um, in places, and so had taken me there. And then at other times, just in meditation, I was in vision in parts of his life. Again, he was um, um, taken um, when he was taken captive, and again much earlier in his life as he was starting to learn about it and he lived long long ago like in the time when the the ancient giant trees still existed um and things so so yeah i think it's very likely that some of at least some of the past life experiences are of of our ancestors yeah just out of curiosity too um, when you talk about like the oneness, um, people have different ideas of like what heaven or like the heavenly realm might actually be. Um, but at least for, like from your perspective and maybe some of the experiences that you've had, like how would you kind of describe it? Do you think it's more of like it's like your own personal heaven kind of concept, or do you think it's just like a like an energy area that your perspective is kind of creates like whatever you want to experience or see or like what, what's kind of like your understanding of like what the oneness might, might be at least just kind of making an educated guess. Cause I'm, I'm sure nobody knows for sure, yeah. but. Right. I would think we don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
even the people who have had the near death experiences, it's like they're the same, but they range a little bit. So that's kind of where I kind of bring in this idea that maybe it's a matter of perspective because everybody talks about a bright white light and maybe it is just a realm where everything is just this solid white. But within that, you can choose what you want to see. It's almost like a, like a blank canvas, so to speak, that you can create whatever you want to create in front of you or experience whatever you want to experience in front of you from having all these residual experiences and memories that are still within your consciousness. Yeah, I think that's likely. I, I see the oneness, as I said before, as a, as a biofield, right? And right now at this time, we are all kept within it or uh, as living and, or as those still in the um, waiting place, as I call it, who haven't gone to the oneness yet, um, but are in the afterlife. Um, so we're within nature that is within the oneness. But, um, so I see it as a separate realm, yeah, that's not really physical, but yet it's so integral a part of the real physical world. And we all, you know, are integral and can't exist without the other, at least at this point in time. I think at some point we'll all be in that unending expanse of energy where all our thoughts become things immediately. And whatever we are wanting to know or experience, we do. And then our next thought of what we want to do, this energy um, transforms or transmutes and becomes the next energy we want to experience. Um, the oneness at this time, I think I get the feeling they're still kind of within the physical realm of learning where they can learn, they can experience the path, or I should say in the physical, but without a, a timeline, right? Like maybe that concept of lots of different timelines going on at the same time, perhaps, so that they can experience these things at the same time. Because some of the ancestors will tell me, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to learn about this or whatever. And I get the feeling they're always learning about things. And some things are of the past, but other things are of the, the future, like how, how things work, how the sky clock really works, or how energy really works. And so it seems to me they're, they're more in, still in the, in the basic realm and, and only when the universe as a whole or people as a whole, um, perhaps what I like to call the restoration of all things, which I think is perhaps what is being referred to in the Bible as the second coming type of thing, where, where we can be on a, another realm where we're not drugged down with all the, the negative, you know, unhelpful thought patterns that we are now. And it can all be... Um, going upward forever right uh, in mindset see i'm kind of curious you bring up the different timelines um i don't know if you get into like the multiple reality kind of concept like parallel dimensions but uh, i'm also kind of curious if 
this is something that kind of expands beyond that, that there's parallel realities that are all happening as far as the physical reality goes. But then the next step up after that is the oneness is all the same, no matter which parallel dimension that you come from. And that might be why people are able to perceive these different timelines uh, being in the next step up in like the oneness is just because physical reality, there could be, again, multiple departments of it, but the oneness is all the same universally, no matter what parallel dimension they came from. Yeah, that's interesting. It might be. You know, I'm a Star Trek fan, so I was always <laughs> like the the parallel dimension um, episodes. So yeah, it's it's very likely. It's um, and one day we'll know, right? Um, I mean, even in the Book of Enoch, there. they kind of hint a little bit about like there being multiple realities, but like one heavenly realm. So I mean, like even even like within biblical text, there is still somewhat of a reference to this possibly being how reality is set up. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, uh, references to things in many of the spiritual books. Um, I know the Bible better than I know any of the others. And um, there's many things that um, once um, you understand the the world or the universe in a, in this non-Christian way then you can say oh that's the truth that w- it was meant to convey in that right um at least that's my experience um you know to get a different perspective on on the truth that underlies um the stories there there's there's lots of truth in it um that can be found in it um some some i don't think of as truth anymore i mean even that like within all the different religions and all the different like worldviews as far as spirituality and everything goes, it seems like there's just a lot of connecting factors between all of it. And it's just a matter of perspective Mm -hmm. and somebody trying to describe it through things that they're familiar with, where I know a few people have even made this connection too, where we talk about like time slips, for example, that, um, you know, some of what the, like the Thunderbirds that the natives are seeing could have theoretically been planes. And they were just trying to describe it through their perspective of it. And same with, Mm -hmm. again, you know, talking about the different realms as far as like biblical concepts goes, it's just another way of saying multiple dimensions without really using that same terminology because those words didn't necessarily exist yet. So it's like the more you start kind of stepping back and realizing that like the spiritual and all these different religions all kind of have the same concepts, it's just different wording for it. And even if it's not like a direct component of this one, for example, like, um, you know, in Buddhist religion, there's the whole concept of, basically recycling consciousness but then you go into like the bible for example and they talk about like uh, you know jesus re-rose after three days i mean it could still be kind of interpreted as the same thing just in a different context i guess is kind of the way i'm trying to describe it here yeah i i think we all you know how else could we um say uh, like the near-death experiences and things or or anything in our lives right there's no way we can see them other than through the lens that we have right um and yeah we can grow through that and and to grow to see things differently but we're always still seeing them in our own interpretation i guess i don't know although you know in a lot of um things too like in my the spiritual hypnosis things you know i'll 
or just in talking with my what I call the guardian angel some people call the higher self um, but I'll ask questions and that I don't have any idea of or any concept of any idea about and I'll be totally blown away there's there's no way I expected an answer like that so it's like well, how can, you know, how can all the spiritual things we encounter just be from us, right? <laughs> I think there's a, another another part, right? Other than just us, our, our physical being. Actually, I'm glad that you kind of started kind of steering it towards this direction because we're talking about like the, the um, different biofields. So, of course... I wanted to kind of bring up the whole concept as far as like energy vampires go that a lot of people talk about these different entities, but everybody kind of has different views on what exactly they could be and what exactly the energy is that they might be absorbing. Um, but as far as like your perspective, I'm assuming that you probably have had encounters or have talked to people who've encountered different types of energy vampires. Um, what's kind of like your experience with them and as far as like your perspective on what these energy vampires are exactly um, and even where they could theoretically be coming from, if you have any idea from that too. Um, well, as far as where they're coming from, you know, every, everything is energy. And so different, I think different, it seems different groups of energy have grouped together, like uh, maybe all the, you know, they're like attracts like right say the the law of attraction <laughs> or um you know the, the the amount of voltage they're they're drawn to the same type of voltage so like if i'm if i'm real sad all the time or real angry all the time then negative energy attaches to my energy um that is that same so it like augments the negative or the sadness or the the negative uh, and i don't know emotions aren't negative but i meant the, the extra energy um of low voltage that a company can attach to yourself that's not you it has it has a form of sentiency um not as much as we do not near not as much as trees or horses or elephants you know but it has its own sentiency and it's like most of them i find are are agreeable or ready to join the oneness if i give them that choice so like i'll i'll use the forks and the sound waves and cut the cords of attachment that have kept us in um and my intention of course um that have kept them within our biofield and then pull them with the magnetism of the fork and drop them in the ley line vortex that um, I have in my living room. And it's just, I drop them in there and then from there they transmute to the oneness. And occasionally it was energy that was part of the person and that energy will transmute into positive and come back and join the person most of the time it does not it's like um we're not sure we want to go and then it's oh yeah yeah this is good and then they'll go it'll go upward or outward to the 
oneness and find that joy and love again be transmuted into that but um, it comes in many different forms sometimes it comes as um, in kind of shapes you might see like it uh, forms uh, certain thought patterns can form shackles around your feet sometimes it's not so much of a shackle as like a cement block that the mob might use <laughs> really, <laughs> really i'm serious <laughs> it's like a cement block in trying to in trying to get that energy to release it's just um it's just solid and then um but sometimes it's in uh, little pockets here and there I've had experiences in myself where entities, like say I was, um, it's happened more than once, but like one time I was receiving a biofield tuning, the practitioner was in London and there was a thunderstorm there, which was very rare, she said, for where she lived. And in the middle of this thunderstorm, right, we, the her electricity went off and we lost connection on the internet, but I knew she kept working because I could feel it. And it was like, um, I could feel this intense um, energy within me of, of an ancestor that I'd met that from the uh, millennia ago when he lived and I knew it was his energy. Um, it felt like he was imprisoned and dying, right? The, uh, another one. It wasn't the same one that had been caught. It was a different one. And it was like, um, she said, uh, it was like she was really struggling to, to cut this energy. And in the room below her in her house, her husband um, heard this loud, this loud, loud scream, and he he started praying, you know, that everything would be okay. And he ran out the door to see what was happening. And this red entity ran out of the house and across the street. And and I know that it had been part of me. It had been part of the ancestor, right? And now it, I was free of him, or we were free of him. <laughs> and um, other times, I've definitely felt entities where the energy that was clearing in me was not mine. It it. It was not mine, but it was part of me, right? It ha had been part or attached to me. So it happens. Um, it's it's very frequent, really, that uh, we find things. Um, we can go in the supermarket or go in the Walmart or Costco, right, and be come into contact with people who um, carry a lot of um unhelpful emotional baggage and and you can go home angry or upset right just because you came into contact with people you know that was very obvious during the the covid stuff going on you could feel so much of that fear from people or the anger from people right um and a lot of that attaches um one time um i had been uh, trying to find I could feel where another positive vortex was in a, di um, a different place and um, close to my mother's house. And I found it, but it felt like there was another one. And so I, I couldn't find it. I just, I couldn't find that where it was. I knew I had to be very close, but then the next day I woke up and I was in this terrible um, mindset of these old stories of, um, uh, you know, the unhelpful reactions we have 
we all have different things of unworthiness or, or not feeling enough or just anger and different things that just aren't helpful to react in that way all the time. But that's how I was reacting all day long. And um, I realized, oh, I probably picked up negative energy from the negative vortex because like the, the ley lines, you have a positive vortex text which is where two of them intersect at a 90 degree angle and that's that creates enough high enough voltage that the ancestors transition into the next realm you know kind of like the portal or the wormhole perhaps right Mm -hmm. um but the negative is anything other than a 90 degree angle and ancestors and other negative en- entities, hi- uh, well, hibernates, Nate's not the right word, gather around the low energy of the negative vortex because they themselves are low voltage because they don't have the physical body anymore, right? I've, there's something to our physical body that is charged by the sunlight and maintains a higher voltage on earth than just our our um, spiritual body. Our spiritual body is charged by the moonlight or the cycle of the moon, not just the full moon. And um, so there's something about the physical body that creates voltage that the spirit beings don't have. And it leaves them in a a lower um, voltage of some kind. Um, And like I said, they gather around these negative vortexes. And, and if we cross up in some of the negative vortexes, we can definitely be um, attached to by negative energies. Just out of curiosity. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go, oh, I was just going to say there's ways you can protect yourself from some of that. Um, you know, an awareness of it is a lot of it. Um, you can use your intention and and claim your spiritual rights, I call it, as a sentient being, right, of being your own person and not being attached to. You can um, uh, be very conscious of how you feel in your body and if there's something that doesn't feel quite right, either in you or around you, and then you would be more noticeable of when you might be around energy that was like that. Uh, just out of curiosity, everybody always brings up, uh, usually like the whole reptilian concept as far as, uh, energy vampires go, um, at least like from your experiences and the different things you do, have you ever had any experiences with there being a possibility of there being reptilian beings or do you think that's just a misinterpreted concept possibly? Well, I guess to, to, to be honest, I would guess from my perspective, it's misinterpreted, <laughs> but um, that could be explained in a different way that, you know, aliens versus the reptilians, to me, those are kind of comparable, although they're different, of course. Um, I don't, I haven't experienced those. I don't see it that way, but um, definitely... Um, I've been very aware of other types of spiritual beings in the, in the universe around us, whether they're in the oneness or in the waiting place. I don't know. 
it's it's very interesting <laughs> to learn about and what I know today you know I maybe I'll learn lots of other things tomorrow I, I learn in every session I do there's always something to learn and understand more fully and uh, just out of curiosity too assumably you said like you're you have clients so you 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 do these sessions for other people. Um, so as far as like a session goes, like what's like the standard practice for a session? What exactly do you, do you, would you, would somebody expect if they were to like come for a session? Well, um, almost all my sessions, or I should say 99% of my sessions are on zoom, um, or by phone. Um, sometimes just by, um, connecting intention wise or we set a time and I do it at a certain time and tell them what I find um, so um, usually I ask if they have an intention to hold or if they if there's something they want to clear the stuck energy for um, there doesn't have to be a lot of people like to see whatever the universe knows they need most and or that is ready to clear. And that's always good too. Um, and so, so they would be seated or lying down in their own home or at their office lunch break or in their car <laughs> um, out on the hillside, you know, wherever you would want to be that's comfortable. And uh, breath work is very important um, in helping expel energy and keeping your mind focused on what you're doing. And so we're, we're the biofield, like I said before, is our spirit body, right? We're made of spirit. And it's only when our mind, the hemispheres of our brain work in harmony with each other that you can hear your spirit, that you can feel your inner voice otherwise fight or flight is taking or what is freeze and there's another one right there's four four different aspects of that fight or flight syndrome um, that take over in various degrees of strength right if you're unless you your mind is communic the hemispheres are communicating and working in harmony with each other. And so breath work is important to help maintain that focus so that you can feel what's going around you or at least to be calm and feel what's going on in your body or to keep your mind clear so that um, energy can be cleared as much as possible and so I just use a hologram um, in my mind um, of your body um, that's laying on the table and and um, I use the tuning forks and I just breathe also and wait to be guided uh, we're working in spirit right I'm working in my biofield and the other person's biofield and I ask for the highest sources of light right to, for God and the angels of the oneness to guide me in what I do and um, then I'm showing how to work and I use the tuning forks sometimes uh, the emotion is so raw or so tender that I, I'm called to use my hands. It's like even the smallest 
tiniest of my forks doesn't help. I have to use my hands. Sometimes it needs spoken to, like whatever emotion or memory that I'm working in that pocket of stuck energy is, it has to be mentioned audibly to clear. Um, Sometimes um, it doesn't, but sometimes it takes um, humming or singing or something that acknowledges the pain uh, or the that energy that became trapped or stuck and anyway uh, there's nothing painful about it sometimes it becomes emotional for some people some people it depends on how sensitive uh, a person is or like I said it takes practice some some you can not be sensitive to start with but after a few months you can develop your own sensitivity and you can feel energy moving in your body and so during a session you might feel if I'm working around your third eye or your crown you might be able to feel things happening around you um, around your head area Um, so anyway so I just work Uh, most sessions take about an hour Sometimes I'm working on the physical body, sometimes in the energy, the central channel or the chakras, sometimes in the biofield. Usually during a session, it, it's some of all of those. And um, it lasts about an hour to an hour, hour and a quarter. Often I can feel the ancestors when they come in because there's a cold breeze, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> there's an ancestor here. I can tell it because it suddenly got cold. And um, then so at the end of each session, um, then I had, we kind of find out what ancestors were there if we hadn't during the session um, by asking questions of what generation they are or if a a client is knowledgeable of generations of their families. You know, I can ask the the ancestor names or whatever to see if that names but it's like for me all the mother's ancestors stand on the side of the biofield that they're found on and all the fathers stand on the other so it's really easy to find which um side of the family they're on um other than that it's kind of like asking questions or really feeling into the the biofield to get the vibration and then so I asked the um, client then to say a, a blessing or a prayer that um, allows the ancestor to go to the oneness or you know for good best wishes for that to happen and then then um, we all put our intention and energy on helping the ancestor get there because they do need our um, our recognition. It's our um, intention to help, our acknowledgement of their pain um, that they feel is love that creates the voltage they need so that when combined with their own increased voltage through their journey of getting to where they need to be in their life so that they're ready to join the oneness, and that then they can step into the vortex and and transmute into the oneness. And uh, so, and then then it's over. <laughs> Sometimes there's detox, uh, like a day or two later. You might have achiness. You might have overly emotional things. You might um, feel a little nauseous or something. Um, 
And so, so sometimes there's detox because that's what biofield work is. It's clearing that stuck energy. It's getting it out of you. And it's a disruption of the, the patterns that you've been uh, become a, accustomed to living with. And um, it takes time and intention then for more to restore your original patterns that we were born with or can, uh, at least had before when we were conceived at that point. Um, so I don't know. Does that answer things? Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, also, too, if anybody was uh, curious how to book a session, uh, how would they get a hold of you? hold of you in order to book a session? Um, you could go to my website. It's ancestralriver.com, A-N-C-E-S-T-R-A-L, river.com, and just use the contact form. Um, there's also, if you don't mind subscribing to the website, you can download a full-length um, biofield session. It's about 45 minutes to an hour long, and um, it's kind of, is a prep for future um, ancestral clearing. It kind of is a prelim, not a required one, but I, I designed it and recorded it as it was kind of a beginning way to uh, get you used to uh, being in that mindset of wanting to help the ancestors. Um, you can also learn more about the work um, through my book. It's, a, it's called Ancestral River. A Spiritual Journey for the Living and the Dead, and it's on Amazon. You would just um, put in my name, Carla Adams, Ancestral River, and you should find it. And um, that's it. I do. I've developed um, a set of recorded sessions um, for ancestral clearing. I just finished them um, a month or so ago and got them. Um, um, it took a lot of time to try to figure out how to get them, <laughs> get them up on my website and how to make that possible. Um, but um, so it's a set so you can clear back through the fourth generation of both sides of your family is what it's designed for. That's how I did my own ancestral clearing because I was very curious of what ancestor I got what from. Like, how long was it in the family and why and what what experiences did they have that that made that stick with them, that made it stick with me? And so I knew a lot about the ancestry on both sides of my family. And so that that worked well for me. Um, uh, most of my clients, I would say, have not been so much interested in that as just in general wanting to help their ancestors as they help themselves and so whatever ancestor shows up at any session is good and so um, during this next year in 2024 I'll be working on another set of recorded sessions that would be for clearing ancestors by thought patterns and emotions so like if you had a problem of always um feeling powerless like you couldn't change anything or had no control over stuff you know there would be a, a session for that that you could listen to that would clear your patterns and your ancestors patterns and uh, give a chance to um, 
help them transition of those that might be ready to transition. And uh, of course, too, we kind of got the links ahead of the words of wisdom and everything, but that's okay all the same. (laughs) But uh, I always like to do uh, words of wisdom towards the end, too, um, just kind of leave everything on a high note. So as far as like your words of wisdom would go, um, if there's anything you'd like to bestow on the listeners, what might it be? Well, I I thought, you know, a lot of your listeners who are into the paranormal and and as far as that into... um, Sasquatch is that how you say it I, I just say Bigfoot Sasquatch right? and Sasquatch yep. and so um, I think I think you know you guys could really um, help your own work or help your own um, sensitivities um, by increasing working toward increasing your own senses, right? Which is hot, is very, very possible. Our biofield is 360 degree of sensing capability. So all the information and all the input from the whole universe is always flooding us. And then we're communicating back with us. And it's a matter of learning how to tap into that. Um, and... Uh, the more you increase your awareness and sensitivity to it, the the more you can see and feel. And so I would have the advice, I guess, that you could start with breath work um, of knowing that you're a spirit being and of doing what's called like a central channel breath where you could breathe as if you're breathing above your head and breathe down, pull it down and to your heart and then from your heart push it down into the ground and then reverse that and draw it up and out and as you do the breath then you can picture imagine use your imagination to see a ball of light flooding into you to your heart and then pushing down and kind of follow that with your mind and it's like um, wherever attention goes, energy flows is a very common saying, but it's like what you don't use, you lose, right? And Mm -hmm. so we haven't been trained in our energy and to know that we're energy. And so in using your imagination and your um, focusing, right, your attention on your energy, you put it back into use, your senses of being able to feel your energy. And so it wouldn't be too long. You know, it may be a few days, it may be a few weeks before all of a sudden it's like you really can feel it. You're just not, you're not pretending anymore. And then put your attention on the outer edge of your biofield and feeling that energy. And then you'll be able to do that and then go further out than that. Then place your attention, say, at the edge of your your yard, maybe, or at the outside of your house or the start with the room, maybe, and feel around to you. And um, you'll, you'll be able to focus and in your mind, it will like, uh, what do you call it? Um, like spotlight in on laser laser in on the exact energy that you're trying to feel you can feel that happen and your mind locks on there and then your senses can feel that area and it can develop into astral travel um 
or just expanding so that when you're in the woods or when you're in the haunted houses or, or whatever, um, like you're exploring, it you can use that not just in a way to um, find what's there or to experience, although you would ex I would think it would help uh, heighten your experience of that, but it would also serve to protect your energy because you would have an awareness ahead of time higher than you normally did with an inclination of whether that was um, a positive energy or you could feel an energy that wasn't positive there that you wouldn't want to, um, say, spend a lot of time around. Almost like a so, kind of like remote viewing to it, essentially, right? Kind of like laser po laser pointing your vision into one spot and kind of getting an all around feel for it in a in a different realm or in like a different lighter perspective of um, taking in the world around you. Oh, absolutely! I I would love I would love to hear stories of how uh, you or your listeners um, develop your senses. So that would be really awesome. I th I think there's a lot of potential there for you guys. Oh yeah, definitely. And just just to throw it in there, uh, if anybody does go out and actually try to do some of this and wants to relay their story to you, uh, do you have a preferred way that they could contact you as far as sharing that story goes? Like uh, like emails, uh, Instagram, anything like that? Um. Well, really, I don't do much social media. I I hire my daughter in law to do all my posts. <laughs> so, so there you know. So. Um, you won't see me much on on those, as, although I do go on just to um, see if I have messages or something. Um, so, yeah, you could do Ancestral River and leave me a message on Instagram. I would get it there. Uh, you could um, send me an email. Uh, it's just Carla at AncestralRiver.com. Or like I said, it's simple. Just go to the website and use the contact form, too, um, whichever you'd like to do. Um so I do send out a weekly email where I try to give information of questions I've been asked that pertain to, uh, you know, ancestors or energy work. Or I do a lot of work with trees because trees are very sentient beings also. And so like in at the um, equinoxes, I do um, holding a tree type of thing. It's, it's different than the... Um, oh, what's uh, the what's the group that does another thing of about the trees, like the National Arbor Foundation? It's not like that. This is holding this is holding intentions that um, um, can increase the positive energy in the world, right? Um, uh, but but you can you can practice even when you're in the woods um, looking for a Sasquatch, right? You can hold trees and you can feel the tree energy too. Um, it's very strong. You know, the bigger the tree, the stronger the energy, and um, you can you can feel it. You can ask them questions and and um, feel an answer. Yeah, it's stuff you guys can try. So it's almost like a. Uh the being like Sasquatch, for example, could leave like somewhat of like an energy imprint on the tree or the tree itself being conscious, um, not in a way that most people would necessarily be able to understand can almost like relay the story of like, Oh, I saw this walk past at one point, but in their way of communicating. 
it's it's possible. You know, I haven't tried that. I've done uh, stuff with trees like, you know, if um, uh, one day I didn't feel good or something and I was, I was sp- going to have a biofield session that I needed to give to a client and and I just wasn't at a, a good point yet, right? My energy was kind of weird that day. And so I went outside and I put my hands on a tree and and just tuned into that that energy. And I asked, hey, hey, tree, can you make my energy right? And I said, yes. And I thought, really? You can do this? <laughs> and yeah, I could. And, and it just took a few moments. And I was fine. I was perfect. Yeah. So I don't know how how they do it, but it's possible you could ask a tree if they have seen Sasquatch or if there is, you know, Sasquatch around there or or perhaps um, more so it would be ask them what you can do that could help you see Sasquatch. Very true. <laughs> I, I I think it's much more on the personal level. So I think that would that type of question would be more effective. Say so we'll uh, definitely have to come back around at some point and see if I have any uh, listeners that happen to share any of these experiences or anything, or maybe I can even try it next time I go out and go squatching and stuff. But uh, as far as right now, I appreciate you uh, making the time to come on today. Uh, it's been an absolutely fascinating conversation, and I'm looking forward to hopefully do, getting to do it again uh, within the near future. Oh, that'd be fun. I'd love to, Shane. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. And thank you, Shane, for having me on. I appreciate it. If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify. And if you guys leave a five-star review, I will read on the show and, of course, give you guys a big shout-out. And if you don't want to do that or you guys have already left a review or rating, don't forget to share the show through word of mouth. It's an awesome way to organically continue to help the show grow. Uh, And you guys can even share the clips uh, from YouTube or TikTok, get somebody into a couple men to the show. might even extend to them listening to the entire episode of the show. And uh, if you guys... want to support the show in another way, you guys can always hit auto-download in any of your podcatcher apps. Uh, That'll make it so that it counts as a listen. Again, helps out the algorithm, makes it so that more people are able to see the show. So there's a lot of awesome ways to be able to support the show that are absolutely free to you. And if you guys do that, I greatly appreciate it. And again, if not, I just appreciate you guys listening to the show and supporting the show through uh, the past couple of years and soon to be hitting the second year, of course. And uh, if anybody has any encounters they'd like to report, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter what it pertains to, weird phenomenon, extraterrestrials, uh, cryptids, paranormal, any of that fun stuff, if you guys want to report your encounter, you guys can do so through OMM Encounter Reports at Outlook.com. Or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form, and that will go directly to that specific email. And uh, depending on what you want to do with your encounter, whether you want to share it on the show, uh, remain anonymous, uh, have me come and investigate it, or simply you just want somebody to talk to about it and you want to leave it between us, that's totally fine too. Uh, We can have a little bit of back and forth as far as that goes. But again, don't forget to uh, report your encounters to OMM Encounter Reports at Outlook.com. And if anybody wants to get a hold of me for any other reason whatsoever, you guys can do so through social media. Instagram and Facebook are the ones that I'm the most active on. Or you guys can email me at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. Or you can go to the link tree, fill the submission form for that, and that will, of course, go directly to my email. And uh, everything that I mentioned is all available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation, and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep. I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.